Hello, Roy here. I just wanted to let you know that you can listen to The Roy Green Show ad-free on Amazon Music, included with Prime. According to the former chief analyst for Statistics Canada, where he spent 36 years specializing in macroeconomics, Philip Cross, who is now a Monk Senior Fellow at the Macdonald Laurier Institute, uh, told the Commons Finance Committee that the actual rate of inflation in Canada is significantly higher, more than likely, than the 4.8% official rate of StatScan. Philip Cross, Monk Senior Fellow at the Macdonald Laurier Institute, joins us on the Roy Green Show. Mr. Cross, thank you very much. For the time, StatsCan saying 48%, 4.48%, that'd be interesting, 4. Yeah. <laughs> 4.8%. You're, you're suggesting the real number is 6% or higher. Please explain what caused you to see things differently from your former organization. Uh, first of all, thanks for having me on. Pleasure. Uh, normally, Statistics Canada probably overestimates inflation a little bit. That's what the consensus of people for decades has been. But in this particular circumstance, because of shortages uh, during the pandemic, uh, it's very likely StatCan is substantially underestimating inflation. We know right off the bat, I mean, I threw at the number 6%, and that just reflects that used cars aren't included in the Canadian CPI. We know from looking at the American CPI, which does cover used car prices, that they've jumped significantly because of the shortage of vehicles. Uh, so vehicles alone, the shortages of them would push it to 6%, but then there's shortages of everything else. I mean, you go to the grocery store and, you know, there's no vegetables or chicken. That happened to me recently. You go online to buy a printer, as I tried to do last year. The model you wanted, the cheaper model, isn't available, so you have to buy a more expensive model. So all these uh, shortages are driving up the cost to consumers. Um, so it, it's likely that the true inflation rate is substantially above 6%. So to the average consumer, to the average Canadian, what does that 6% represent vis-a-vis the 4.8% that StatsCan is saying? Well, what it represents is uh, that your purchasing power isn't going as far as you thought. I mean, that's why most people are saying these days that they can't keep up with rising prices. Right. Uh, it also means, though, that you're going to be shortchanged next year. I mean, the whole tax and transfer system, you know, uh, pensions and the, the indexation of the tax system is all pegged to the CPI. So if the CPI is understated, then the increase in pension benefits or employment insurance benefits that you're going to get is is not going to be as great as it should be. And you're going to be pushed into higher and higher tax brackets faster and faster when Stackhand understates inflation. Okay, so Bank of Canada did not increase its interest rate, as was expected by many over the last couple of yep. days. So uh, we just spoke with the chief economist of RBC. He's expecting this to happen sometime in March or early April. Uh, if the Bank of Canada goes with a 4.8% interest, or at least a 4.8% uh, inflation rate, as put forward by Statscan. Uh, is this going to, will they undershoot what's necessary when they raise interest rates, or are those two not connected? It's possible. I mean, but you look at the U.S., and the Federal Reserve Board's in exactly the same position. Their published CPI, which is a little more accurate than ours, is up to 7%, and yet the Federal Reserve Board didn't pull the the trigger last Wednesday either. So uh, I think the bigger problem is central banks are in this world. They've been pushing uh, out quantitative easing and zero interest rates for so long now that they're kind of it's very difficult it's easy to get into those policies it's much harder to get yourself out of them 
that every time you threaten to do something, markets start to quake and uh, everyone gets nervous. And, you know, we saw banks try to, to normalize central uh, uh, monetary policy in 2018, and they backed off because markets just got so nervous so quick. So it's uh, it's likely that central banks are just very nervous about withdrawing all this extraordinary stimulus they injected into the system. And it, it, it the problem is, you know, the longer they wait, the harder it's going to be to withdraw. So we're, we're on a really bad treadmill here. Yeah, we, we are now in deficit spending of some $540 billion in the last couple of years. I mean, that's massive. Yeah, and that's massive. to it. Yeah, and it's because of those huge deficits that central banks, they, they wanted to keep the interest rate down, so they bought all these bonds from, from the government. Right monetizing the debt, and that was immediately reflected in the higher money supply. I mean, people have been looking for this for some time. For the last 10 years, people have been talking about central banks printing money, and it never really showed up in the money supply until the last year. And suddenly in the last year, we saw the money supply here in Canada jump by 30%. And I don't care if you're a strict monetarist or not. I don't think there's an an economist in the country. When they see the money supply suddenly jump 30%, Every economist has to be going, oh, oh, this isn't going to be good. And lo and behold, already we're seeing a significant uptick in prices. Yeah. So uh, if we look down the road a little ways, what do you see for the average Canadian, the consumer who has to, you know, get ready for spring and summer and fall, and people who may have uh, ambitions to buy a house, buy a car, some high price items, what do you see? Yeah. Well, I mean, it's... It's always tough. You know, the average Canadian is going to suffer whenever central banks make a mistake, and they've made two mistakes. They overstimulated the economy. They overestimated the damage that COVID was doing to the economy last year. I mean, yes, it was significant, but it was largely confined to certain pockets of the economy, you know, restaurants and hotels and airlines, that type of thing. You didn't have to bring in lower rates for everybody uh, to fix this problem. So they, they lowered interest rates too much and they kept them low too long. And as I say, the longer they wait, the, the more inflation we're going to see in the short term. And that means higher interest rates, uh, even higher interest rates over the longer term. So, uh, the bank, Macklem was very clear in his press conference Wednesday that he was, that the Bank of Canada is on the path to higher interest rates. And by path, he meant a series, a number of interest rates, not one or two several interest rates. You just wonder why he was so shy about pulling the trigger last week, but uh, uh, I think it just guarantees we're going to see more increases down the road. So much fun, isn't it? Energy prices going up, interest rates going up, inflation going up. Uh, It's it's uh, better to pay the higher interest rates. I mean, it's going to hurt in the short term, but in the long run, higher prices are going to hurt more Canadians. Uh, So it's it's better to get to nip this problem in the bud and not let it go on for years like we did in the 70s. If you want to hear more, subscribe to The Roy Green Show on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you find your favorites. And if you like what you hear, leave us a review and tell a friend. I'm Roy Green. Have a great weekend.